Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you, those who work so freaking hard for your money, and you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, doing what you love with those you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about being rich, it's about living a rich life, because as you're blessed financially, you have the ability to create greater impact in the lives of others and create that ripple effect. Guys, so excited to be here today with you guys. Thank you so much for binging, sharing, and doing all the things you guys have done to, to really just build this and allow us to keep doing what we're doing. I really appreciate it so much. So thank you for tuning in. Quick reminder, be sure to go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, click on the subscribe on the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page so you can get those bonus videos, those little shorts and things like that as well. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. Guys, so today I've got a special guest here, uh, someone who's also a podcaster, one of the top podcasters out there today, who's also interviewed some of the top people out there. Uh, so my guest here is Chris Bello. He's a host of the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast, which is a top 100 business podcast. Um, he's interviewed guests such as Dean Graciosi, great guy, uh, Dan Locke, Dan, oh, sorry, Dan Locke, and even yours truly, right? Uh, been on there as well, as well as newer entrepreneurs that are just starting out on their journey. Uh, his primary focus is on the Houston real estate market, which we're going to talk a little bit about today about how he's doing that virtually. Um, he quickly hit a stride as a real estate agent after he's getting his feet wet with a local company, and he believes that action cures all and that anything can be accomplished with a plan and determination. So Chris, welcome to our show. Thank you, fellow Chris. It's always nice talking to another Chris because I'm like, what a great name, you know? <laughs> I know, man. Like our SEO is going to go crazy with all the Chris, you know, things. <laughs> yeah, watch out. Our website's going to crash with all the, the, the traffic that we're going to send to each other. So I'm really excited <laughs> to be right. here. Exactly. So, so well, give us more background on you. Like how'd you even get into the real estate game and, and everything else? That's a great question. I always love asking that on my podcast as well, just the origin story, because it's yeah. not really linear all the time. Uh -huh. And, you know, I, I got a business degree. I kind of mentioned it before we hit record. I went to Texas A&M University, uh, followed the path. I'm from Houston. So energy, right? Oil and gas is huge. All the big mm -hmm. headquarters are out there. And so I ended up getting a job out there thinking that was my dream job. I made it, mm -hmm. you know, this is where I'm going to work forever and then retire and then three and a half years in, I started to just look around and I'd be like, you know, what's, what's wrong with me? I don't like coming to work. I'm not interested in sitting in on these meetings. Mm -hmm. And I saw all these people going through the motions, you know, and I, I legitimately thought something was wrong with me. Like, I, maybe I'm not happy. Maybe I need to talk to a therapist. Like what's going on? Because 
how has that person been doing this for 40 years and I'm tired two years in? Uh-huh. You know, I started like, to have those thoughts that many of not your built for this, right? Yeah, many of your listeners can probably relate to like, gosh, I can't believe we just spent three hours in a meeting talking about that. Like, are you kidding me? This is not the best use of company resources. Yeah. And I actually ended up quitting to pursue an invention idea with a friend, which I don't even really ever talk about because I'm like, that was my first stab at entrepreneurship. I spent a lot of time and money on it. Uh, didn't quite pan out, you know, the optimistic, mm-hmm. ridiculous entrepreneur ideas that we get. I'm like, oh, it's going to be super easy. I'll be on yeah. Shark Tank. We'll be millionaires. And after that fell flat a little bit, it's still on the shelf. We have a patent on it, but, you know, the, the products are quite literally on the shelf because we, I, I shifted my focus and I, I saw real estate as an avenue that a lot of people, you know, 98% of the world's wealth got there through real estate or whatever that stat is that we hear yeah. thrown around. Mm-hmm. And so I figured this is a great opportunity for me to actually just get into it, become an expert, learn from the experts and not just dabble anymore. Just because I had no previous real estate experience, I had been holding back thinking like, I can't do that yet. I need mm-hmm. to save more money, but there's so many ways to get into it. And you can even trade experience in exchange for mentorship, as I'm sure many people in the audience have done as well. You know, you either pay it with money or you either pay with time. Those are the two mm-hmm. things that we can all use. And so that's how my journey went from college degree to corporate job, to quitting, trying an invention, losing a little bit of money there, and then moving into real estate, where, of course, if you're personable and you can communicate with people and negotiate, usually you can do pretty well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so you went more, did you go more on just the real estate, like wholesale, flipping game, or did you go more into like the realty game? Like, how did you do it? Yeah. So I actually learned from some mentors who had a house buying company in Houston. I was listening to, you know, bigger pockets is a big podcast. A lot of people listen to, and I heard a founder on there talking about, man, we're buying 10, 12 houses a month, right after hurricane Harvey. A lot of people, you know, obviously a lot of houses flooded. People didn't have insurance because they were outside of those flood zones. It was because of the reservoir and these different issues that happened that caused more flooding than anticipated. Right. And I, I heard my in because this guy's like, yeah, you know, I went to this university. So he went to my university. He was a couple of years older than me. And the business was 10 minutes from where I lived. And I was like, I'm going to work there. Like, I don't care if they're hiring or not. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, get my foot in the door, make an introduction, stop by the office, shoot him a message on LinkedIn. And sure enough, a month or two in, I, a month or two later, I was actually working there, business development, learning from people who were doing 10 or 12 wholesale deals a month. And of course, for those listening, wholesaling is just, you go, you get a property under contract from the seller. You've got a list of buyers that are usually cash buyers. You are the middleman in the transaction and you're paid an assignment fee upon closing. So I got started with that. And then I got my license a year after and I kind of went off on my own. And that's where uh, Chris Bello Real Estate was born. Interesting. Fascinating. That's really cool, man. So like, so as you did that, like what's, what's the reason why you like real estate as opposed to doing oil? I mean, because, you know, even... You know, we don't talk about a lot on this show, but that's one of the investment options we do occasionally mention, right? Like, what was it for you that that's really just kind of said, ooh, I like this? I kind of liked the thrill of the hunt type of thing. And that was one thing that allured me when I heard the podcast on Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, you know, it's an eat what you kill business. You have to go out yes. there. I have, I, I follow a lot of these aggressive mentors and podcasters that are like, you need to go out there, dominate, win the day. You know, David Goggins, mm-hmm. all these people talk about, go out there, crush your goals. Um, you're like a hunter, a salesperson goes, goes out there. And I don't want to call my clients like the kill or anything, but it's uh-huh. like, you want to, you want to find opportunities for both yourself and for your clients. And I really love that 
thrill of the chase and thrill of the hunt type of feeling where you can also be rewarded. There's no ceiling, right? Yeah. That, that was my biggest gripe with corporate is, man, whether I do 10x the output of the person next to me, I may get like a 2% raise at the end of the year. There's mm -hmm. no incentive for me to really, really push myself versus I could push myself and close five or 10 more deals next month and then really see an income um, difference in my own personal income as well as the lives of my clients, right? So that's what yeah. was really alluring to me was just the, you know, there's no ceiling on your potential or your income. That's a good point because you mentioned like you love the hunt, right? And it's funny because yeah, I talk, often talk about, you know, one of the, the, the pauses, but also the negative, right? With doing wholesaling is that you got to eat, you can only eat what you kill. So it's a very <laughs> transactionally wealthy place, yes. but not a passively wealthy place. There's not freedom if you're not careful, right? So how are yeah. you able to get the freedom aspect in there, like the passive income and things like that? What, what have you done to help kind of get yourself away from just being transactional? That is a great point. And I did, it did a little bit of research, listened to a couple of your podcasts right before this. And I'm uh -huh. like, yes, that is exactly right. You could have an amazing month, right? Feast or famine. Mm -hmm. yeah. Next month, you may have no closing. So it's very cyclical. You're always on that right. roller coaster. And one person that I listened to calls it a hamster wheel. You know, you get on uh -huh. the hamster wheel, you pedal, you close a deal or two, you're happy, you get off. And now you're like, oh no, my, like, my leads dried up. I have nothing in my pipeline. I got to get back on that hamster wheel. Right. Um, but for more of the consistency, obviously the lead generation is a huge part. He or she who controls the leads can control the income and the cash flow. And so that's been my main game is just how do I build a business where I'm constantly getting qualified, motivated leads that want to buy or sell real estate? Mm -hmm. And how do I have a network of people to go do all these things for me? So it is a little bit active. It's not a hundred percent passive. I don't have, you know, predictable 10 leads a month coming in. Mm -hmm. Some months is more, some months are less, yeah. but the way I've made it more passive and the way I've moved to Denver and still been, I have a buyer here uh, looking at houses in like 30 minutes in Houston with the showing agent mm -hmm. is because I've been doing this lead generation, content creation, social media engagement. And so as the leads come in, I have a quick conversation with them. I pair them up with a showing agent, either locally mm -hmm. in Houston, or if they're in another state, I can refer that deal out. So right. other people, I'm leveraging their time and effort and their expertise. And when they close the deal, I can negotiate, well, I already have it in, in writing, a referral commission agreement uh -huh. so that when that client closes, I get wired a portion of the commission for making the introduction. So that's been how I've been extremely passive. I've seen a wire come in while getting a massage and I'm like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. You know, deal just closed. I just got paid my portion and someone bought a house in Seattle, which I've never been to. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of where I want to dig into a little bit because you're, what you're talking about is what I'll try to distinguish them a lot of times. I'll try to call that residual income, right? Because yep. it's business passive income is really what right. you're, you're getting and you're creating that leverage. And like you said, I mean, some people talk about making money while they sleep you're making money while you get rubbed, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's kind of fun. You know, that's next level, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Like it's, it's one thing to make it while you sleep, but that's easy. You know, it's about when you, when you get a massage and you make money, then, you know, then, you know, you're, you're doing something that's right. That's real baller lifestyle. <laughs> I was right. like, I, I know I'm living my perfect day because I am doing the things that I envisioned years ago. And now of course, it's just about dreaming bigger and taking more action yeah. instead of limiting myself to, you know, 10 referrals would be nice a month. It's more like, how do I get to a hundred a month, right? How do I yeah. truly scale and create a brand, create a business that whether I sell it or whether I get a massage every day and I don't want to work the rest of the year, yeah. I can still consistently close the income.
because you know, as well as I do with podcasts, it's a content machine. Uh-huh. We do have to constantly be creating content, yeah. but there's ways to leverage the editing, repurposing. You can make 10 videos out of the video that right. we're doing now. And that's where you're able to leverage your time and effort uh, in order to really see the returns while you're sleeping or getting a massage or going mm-hmm. on a hike or whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. I love that, man. Like, well, and yeah, just hearing what your story is. I get the impression that you're the kind of guy that, you know, even, even if you have more than enough money coming in, you're like, I still got to do something. Like you seem like the kind of guy, like, I still got to have some excitement in life. I still got to have that hunt, you know, whatever that hunt might be. Yes. And, uh, and I think that's key because I think so many people, one of the, whether they've said it or not, express it or not, you know, when they listen to our podcast, they think I want passive income. I want to be work optional, but at the same time, some are probably thinking, but I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. Like I still have to do something right. with the time. And that can almost be scary if they say, well, what if I start in this passive income? what do I do? Like I could retire, but what if I don't want to? And, and, and I think you're kind of that guy too, where you're, you're like, yeah, I could do that, but here I am. I'm still, I'm still doing what I love. Exactly. And I think that's the, the hard part for us to figure out. Cause at first mm-hmm. I was in a corporate role. I wasn't happy. I was commuting 45 minutes each way or more in traffic. Yeah. I remember there was a car fire and it took me three hours to get home. <laughs> I, I emailed my boss and I was like, I'm not coming in tomorrow. Like don't even in, in she was kind of younger and like, I could get, I had good rapport with her, but I had a screenshot of her email. She's like, who the hell do you think you are? I was just so over it. I didn't go into the office the next day, but the problem with that is like, I was working in a job that didn't fulfill me. Right. So I was going through the motions and I, I didn't know how to escape. And I only had two weeks of vacation. The hard nut to crack for most of us is how do you make enough income where you can live the life of your dreams and have your own time. Right. So now that I figured that part out, like you just mentioned, I'm, I'm not going to just chill and sit on the beach all day drinking like uh, my ties. Mm-hmm. I want to actually do something that's more impactful to me, maybe like coaching, mentoring, doing podcasts. Yeah. But now I'm in a place where I'm not just like a broke college kid with a bunch of uh-huh. time. I've got income and I have time. That's how do you get yes. both of them? That's what a lot of us try to figure out. And I finally kind of have a handle on that where I could open my time up to focus on my bigger mission goals instead of like, man, I got to go work this job that I don't like in order mm-hmm. to make the money to put into producing my podcast, for example. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's get a little bit granular on what you're doing with doing this remote real estate investing, right? Cause I mean, you're well, really not even just investing. I mean, you're doing a wholesaling Helping business. clients too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're doing that too, but I mean, you're doing this, you're running a whole business completely uh, in, in another state right? In another area altogether. And Texas is a big state. You could be in the same state and still feel like you're in another state, right? For sure. Um, I've, I've driven across West Texas. It's boring. You know, it's a long it's, drive. <laughs> it's a long drive, you know? So tell us more about that. Like how, you know, how, how do you really uh, design that for your business and how do you make that work? So I've always been very intentional. I actually read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss back mm-hmm. in 2017, 2016, possibly. I was still in my corporate job. And yeah. I read it and I'm like virtual assistants and, you know, lifestyle, uh, time, being time rich. I don't understand these concepts. How would I apply that? It made no sense. Yeah. But since then, obviously, I've read the book a few times. I've actually modeled those things in my business. And so while most realtors or real estate agents or investors get into the business with their hat on of being in the business and going and knocking on every door and doing everything themselves, 
Mm-hmm. I was always approaching it from how do I get leverage, right? Who not yeah. how is another great book on mm-hmm. who can do this for me because I'm not trying to do it all. <laughs> yeah. And what really opened my eyes to this was I had, we had a trip. We were actually supposed to go, my fiance and I, to Canada last year, of course, with all the restrictions and everything happening, yep. that didn't happen. So we switched our ticket over to Denver. Hmm. We loved it out here. We spent a week. We went hiking and kayaking and all kinds of things. And I'm like, gosh, we could really live out here. You know, what if we just sold our house in Houston and mm-hmm. moved out here and just lived 10 minutes from the mountains and like two minutes from the lake yeah. and we can do all the things we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we did that. And the funny thing is I had two closings while we were on vacation out here. And I'm like, you know, my clients still left me five-star reviews. I wasn't at closing. <laughs> so, you know, I don't get the cool picture with the key next to them, but I got the five-star review. I got paid. My clients are happy. They had no issues. So that opened my mind to like, you know, we're already living in this virtual world. People are very comfortable with Zoom and reviewing comparable data over Zoom call with the screen share. And I've got people in place on the ground who can physically show houses like what's happening right now. That was a referral, had a call with him yesterday. He's already looking at properties, multifamily in Houston to do house hacking, live in one unit, rent out the rest. And so having the right people, who, not how, I kind of mentioned that book title, that, that's the thing. Because most people, they have a problem. The first thing they think about is, how do I fix this? Gosh, let me write uh-huh. it on my, my to-do list because it's going to take me three hours to figure it out. I, I spend two minutes, I put it in Asana, a project management tool, and I assign it to a virtual assistant or somebody else. And that's how you're able to delegate, scale up, do more. And so people are looking at houses. I'm, I have a transaction coordinator writing up the offers for them. I'm simply overseeing it, right? I'm just making mm-hmm. sure that all the puzzle pieces are coming together the right way. And if something yeah. gets messed up, you know, if you're focusing on the, the, the big picture, you can always come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, this minor mistake, we can correct it with an amendment. Or mm-hmm. if, if I had a little issue, like, hey, I don't mind coming out of pocket a hundred bucks because I'm about to make 10 grand next week, right? Right. So that's kind of how I approach it is just some things are going to break. You're, you're going to learn from that and you're going to fix your process. But if your process is dialed in, you shouldn't be too surprised by anything. Exactly. You know, I, I think, and that's a great book, Who Not How. That's the one. I can't remember yeah. the author. I remember Dan Sullivan is kind of like the Dan Sullivan and like the Dr. Ben Hardy or something like that. Ben, or ben, yeah, I think that's ben right. Graham. Yeah. I can't remember the last name. Yeah. Basically, if you look up Dan Sullivan, Who Not How, great book to, to re- reference there. But I, you know, I, and, and I'll tell you, like, that's the biggest, even from that book, but what you're saying too, from a practical standpoint is the hardest part for the practical is actually getting your mind around that, right? Because it's actually not hard to build the team. I mean, there's, there's intricacies. You got to make sure you're hiring the right people, putting the right seats on the bus. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure of all that happening and make sure you have systems in place. But I I've noticed from my own experience and from seeing others, the hardest part is just letting go. That is the hardest part. We're control freaks, right? A lot Uh of us are type A. We want control of the reins. I've got a lot of of perfectionist friends. And Uh if it's not done right, they're just not happy with it. But the way that I've let go of it, I almost over delegate too quickly. I'm like, I don't want to do it. You do it, right? Uh And it gets done 50% as well as I would have done it, but it's done, right? So a few tips just for your listeners who struggle with perfectionism and Mm -hmm. getting over letting go of the reins. There's a quote that I've heard called done is better than perfect. Yeah, because we can all think of five things that we've been saying we're going to do for six months and they haven't gotten done. And it would be a lot better if they were just done, even if it wasn't perfect. So that's one mindset shift, but also just remembering who, not how. Anytime something comes to you, 
ask yourself, do I need to be the one doing this? And yeah. most, most of the time we don't, you know, you and I, for podcast purposes, we can't really outsource this part. We have to be sitting here talking unless I had like a, a show host that was a co-host or something like that. But for the editing, creating a thumbnail, promoting yep. it on social media, we don't have to be sitting there doing that. Yeah. And so asking yourself who can do this, that, that changed the game for me yeah. because now you and I can be sitting here and I've got clients looking at properties that could be potentially 12 or $15,000 commissions. Right. Exactly. Man, it's awesome stuff, Chris. Like again, I, I, we went more direction than I expected, but we got really good nuggets out of you. So I appreciate that. For sure. I was trying to share it all. You know, if anyone has questions, I'm always happy to help. Just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I was going to ask you, like if people want to reach out to you or if they want to follow your podcast, what's the best way to do that? Yeah. So on Instagram, I am Chris Bello underscore is my handle. I'm most active on there. I update my stories and my posts daily. And then my podcast, um, we passed a million downloads this year. I'm sure you're already there or yeah, way that's past awesome. it. You know, so um, that is called the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast. If you just type in my name on a Apple Podcast or Spotify, it should pop up. Yep. Yep. And I looked it up, so I know it's there. So <laughs> it's there. It's been there. I'm like, hey, I don't think there's a hacker that could delete all your podcasts. I hope not, but I got them all saved and back up anyway. So <laughs> we'll be live tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. I do the same thing. I'm like, just in case I got some of those, you know, my computer hates me for it, but I got them, you know. Yeah, my computer's like, dude, you're using up a lot of space on these podcasts from, you know, May 2020. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. I got to delete all my cat photos. So yeah, you know, it's a bummer. But... I got two cats and a dog. So there are quite a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Chris, again, appreciate your time to be on the show today. And, and everybody else, again, reach out to Chris, follow him on Instagram. We'll have that in the, the show notes here, as well as this podcast. Check that out. Lots of great information, lots of good stuff. And Chris, again, you know, such valuable things I know our listeners can take in so many different ways and so many different aspects, whether it be in business or investing. So again, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. And the rest of y'all, hey, it's all about taking action, right? I mean, you can listen to these podcasts all day long, but your life begins to change when you start to change the habits and the behaviors that you do. So go make those changes, take action and be a doer of the word, not just a hero only. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.